The Permission to Succeed podcast is brought to you by Thompson IM Funds, Inc. For more information about Thompson IM Funds, please visit thompsonim.com. Thompson IM Funds, smart investing starts here. Hello and welcome to the Permission to Succeed podcast. We are live from the Charles Schwab Impact Conference. As you can hear, there is some background noise because we are right in the middle of the exhibit hall at the Discovery Data Booth. This is your host, Doug Heikinen. The Permission to Succeed podcast is about learning from and being inspired by people who at some point of their lives just threw caution to the wind and went for it and gave themselves the permission to succeed. The genesis of this podcast is based on the great appreciation for the lives of Dr. Martin Luther King and Muhammad Ali and their world-changing impact. The Permission to Succeed podcast is brought to you by iris.xyz, the most helpful place for advisors to come to to grow their minds and their businesses. Power your advice at iris.xyz. And our guest this afternoon is Christopher Crawford, who's the National Director of Strategic Relationships at Buffalo Funds. Christopher, how are you this afternoon? Doug, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me and the opportunity to sit down with you. So tell us a little bit about Buffalo Funds, where are you guys located, and briefly, what kind? What, what do you what do you do? Yeah, wonderful. Thanks for the opportunity. So, we are uh, a Midwestern firm based in Mission, Kansas, a, a suburb of Kansas City, rooted with Midwestern values. We are a boutique asset manager with about eight billion in assets under management across ten strategies. We are primarily growth equity investors and we are rooted in deep, deep research. We like to understand the companies that we're invested in. We like to sit down with management teams and really understand the businesses that we are investing in for the long term. We are long-term investors focused on a minimum of a three to five year time horizon when we enter a position. But ultimately, that's kind of just the generalization of our firm. We exist to help our clients reach their goals and objectives when it comes to their financial investments. How long have you guys been around? So we have been around since the late 80s, uh, founded by John Kornitzer, who is still uh, actively involved in our business on a regular basis. John founded the firm in Mission, Kansas, again, under Midwestern values. He is still a a portfolio manager and CEO at the firm and uh, continues to drive the firm forward in our approach on a daily basis. So one of the interesting things you do as an asset manager is you have a very interesting tact and a, a really good tact of going out and talking to advisors in a consultative way. And over the last few years, you've learned kind of what's going on out there, what their challenges are, what some of the trends are. And, and one of those things that you're seeing is, is the, the continuance of advisors going independent. So let's talk about that a little bit for us. Yeah, wonderful. I think that's a phenomenal question, Doug. And, um, you know, we're seeing that happen on a daily basis. And it was talked about here this morning at the Schwab conference. Um, I think you hit it right on the head when in, in terms of Buffalo Funds and our approach, it's very consultative in nature. We look at ourselves as a, a business partner to the advisors that we are working with. And we want to try to understand what it is that makes them tick. So tying that into your question about the, uh, what we're seeing in the industry from advisors moving to independent uh, or the RIA structure, it, you really see them taking ownership of their business and wanting to become an entrepreneur and wanting to become an, 
a true business owner where they believe they can align their best interests with their clients to help them meet their goals and objective. What I would say, being a true fiduciary to their clients every single day, kind of tying into the, the mantra of this week here at Schwab, their all-in approach of helping their clients meet whatever goals and objectives they may have. So are you seeing advisors staying the same or are they evolving into something different than they have been? Yeah, I think you're seeing the whole industry evolve, right? I think you're seeing more advisors move again to this independent or registered investment advisor structure where they are true entrepreneurs. They're setting up you know, their own businesses, so to speak, and they're aligning their interests, their goals, their objectives with their clients. And again, it gives them, I think, greater autonomy to really make an impact on, on their clients' lives. And is what they offering changing? I would say it's, it's not changing in a sense that the products are changing, so to speak. I mean, obviously we have evolution uh, with products in our industry on a regular basis. What I would say is it's changing from a, a fee-based business excuse me, it's changing from a brokerage-based business, commission-based business, rather to more fee-based. You're seeing advisors charge a fee for greater services than just wealth management. You know, advisors are really becoming life managers, as I would like to say. Um, They are helping navigate the complex world of investing, but not just as it relates to their 401k or their, you know, 529 plan for their college education for maybe a kid or a grandkid, you know, they're looking at things like estate planning. They're looking at tax implications. They're looking at next generations of wealth. So it really is taking that partnership approach with their clients to help them, you know, make their uh, lives easier and, and help them reach their goals as they move forward. How do you see them preparing for the next generation of wealth? That's a great question. I think the very successful advisors are really focused on the next generation of wealth in their families. And that starts with, you know, getting to understand what it is that is important to those various families, not only in the present, but in the future. So advisors are taking steps to really engage the second and third generations in their families so that they create those relationships and in turn can help you know, again, those second and third generations and and the longevity of that relationship move forward, which in turn helps these advisors, you know, have succession in their business moving forward. We all know there's free compression happening. You know, Schwab announced things to help advisors or hurt advisors. What's going on with the whole fee compression? Yeah, so I think fee compression is obviously the biggest thing that I focus on in our industry. Uh, in terms of our company and and the offerings that we have across our 10 mutual funds. Because while while price might not be the main strategic driver to a decision of an advisor making, you know, a product decision, it certainly plays a role. You know, Schwab, to your point, announced zero commissions October 1st, I believe, on a couple of their products. And uh, I think it opens up the world of investing to a greater portion of the population and I think overall that's a good thing. However, you know, fee compression has been very real, and, and for companies like ours, it's something that we've struggled with. And uh, July 1, we rolled out a uh, new share class to try to become more competitive on the pricing landscape that 
would potentially help us meet those needs of, of the area of the market we're trying to support in the advisor's business. Are advisors still worried about the robo movement? You know, um, the, the robo advisor movement, I think, is still uh, relevant, and it, it's It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out moving forward. It's not something, in my opinion, that has taken off like we all maybe initially thought. I think you're always going to have to have that prominent relationship with your advisor. You're going to have to have that human interaction. You're going to have to have that relationship. And ultimately, that comes down to trust. Individuals want to know that they can sit down with Doug and that Doug has my best interest in mind for not only my goals and objectives for me personally, but for those future generations we just discussed. So Robos, I think it's going to be a mixture of using technology to enhance the relationship with the advisor and the client and more of a supportive type role as we move forward. Is there a big movement out there for advisors to join forces or acquire smaller advisors? Yeah, that's another great question, Doug. Um, you're seeing a pickup in, in M&A activity. You know, you're seeing a lot of specialization take place. But I believe as advisors continue to scale and, and uh, see the opportunities that are available when they can partner together, that you'll continue to see advisors join forces, as you say, and uh, be able to deliver greater good uh, as, a, as a larger conglomerate. So, Christopher, why did you get into this industry? Yeah, so the financial industry business is, in my opinion, the greatest business in the world. Um, ultimately, you look around this room, there's some four or 5,000 individuals that wake up every day to help clients get more out of life, uh, help them you know, meet their financial goals and objectives for a variety of different reasons. That's ultimately what draw me, drew me rather to the business, Doug, is the opportunity to do good in clients' lives and, and to change lives in a positive manner. And uh, it's an exciting business at that. You know, we've talked about five or six different trends that we've seen going on in our business to open up the podcast. There's always something happening. The world economy continues to provide new excitement on a daily basis. And um, I think it's a, a combination of being able to, to help people and do it in a manner that's fun and exciting on a daily basis. What's got you most excited about working at Buffalo Funds? Yeah, so I, I think it's uh, a combination of a lot of different things, but ultimately it's uh, our approach to putting the client first and helping them reach their goals and objectives. And what I mean by that is we are a boutique firm in nature, as I mentioned earlier on, where there's 35 of us that wake up every day, that talk to each other every day about what's going on in the firm, what we're seeing in the market, what's going on in our portfolios, what's going on in our clients' lives, and what can we do every day to get better to help support our clients' growth or, or help support our clients' needs. And you know that, I think, camaraderie and that close-knit group of people all coming together to meet and achieve a common goal really is what has me excited about where we're at now and where we're going in the future. What about any advice you'd have for people, young, you're a young guy, the younger generation joining this industry, what advice would you give them? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Doug. I, I am a younger individual in the industry and frankly, we need more. We need more younger individuals in the, in the financial services industry. There's a lot of very talented people out there. And I think ultimately, 
what some struggle with is they just don't know how to get involved in our industry. They don't know where to start. And I think that's evolving since I've entered the industry. Then there's more knowledge and there's more education surrounding different opportunities. I think I heard today that there's over 80 college interns here at Schwab alone. And so that exposure is great for uh, the younger generations of, of our industry that are coming up. What I would say is, you know, don't be afraid, just go for it. And I think that applies not only to the financial services industry, but to anything in life. Um, one of the biggest obstacles I had was I wasn't licensed uh, when I graduated my MBA school. And a lot of firms didn't want to hire a non-licensed individual uh, for various reasons. But one, it's obviously tedious. You have to study for months on end. And then there's potential opportunity that you don't pass the exams and they've made all of this investment into you and, and they're back to square one. So, you know, what I would say is after, you know, facing that for several months, I knew this was the industry I wanted to be in and ultimately didn't stop till basically I was given the opportunity to, uh, to get into the business, take the exams, and ultimately sit here with you today, years and years later. So I would just say, you know, have conviction, have confidence in yourself, be passionate about what you wanna do and what you do do on a daily basis, and um, you know, follow your dreams and, and don't quit. Just continue to, to strive for your goals and, and your objectives yourself. So if people wanna find you, how can they find Buffalo Funds? Yeah, absolutely. So buffalofunds.com or follow us on LinkedIn, uh, Buffalo Funds. And we'd love to hear from you and love to, to have you join us. We do have uh, several uh, kind of offerings on our website where you can engage with us simply by uh, putting your name and email address in there. That sounds great. Christopher, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Doug, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. We'd also like to thank our friends at Discovery Data for hosting us. Charles Schwab. The Impact Conference is the event of the year. For everyone at Iris Media Works and the Permission to Succeed production team, this is Doug Heikinen. Thank you so much for joining us. The Permission to Succeed podcast is brought to you by Thompson IM Funds, Inc. For more information about Thompson IM Funds, please visit thompsonim.com. Thompson IM Funds. Smart investing starts here.